Hello everyone and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Paul Martinez. We have a new opening uh, intro music there, a little Okada theme. I figure I'll change it up every now and then. Uh, put something different up, but uh, right now we're going with Mr. Okada. It seems fitting as he is the top dog right now. And in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, right now it looks like it'll be him and Hiroshi Tanahashi facing each other at the Wrestle Kingdom 10 show coming up on January 4th in 2016. Bad news is I was really trying to find a way to go there and see it live. It's pretty much my dream to go to Japan and watch the... Wrestle Kingdom show live, but some money situations, uh, car repairs, what have you, kind of throwing a monkey wrench in the savings, and it's not totally dead right now, but it doesn't look good for this year. But I maintain hope and confidence that if I don't make it this year, I'll make it for Wrestle Kingdom 11. That is my dream, and I'm trying to stick to it, but enough about that. We're here today to talk about destruction in Okayama, which took place on September 23rd. There's also going to be a destruction in Kobe that took place on the 27th, but we won't be reviewing that today. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to review that one. Right now, today, we're talking about the Okayama show, um, which is an interesting show. Not a lot of big matches, a lot of tag matches. Uh, there is... Two good matches, title matches here at the end of the show. Uh, but going up into that, actually it's three title matches, four title matches. I'm just going to keep counting. I'll be, <laughs> by the way this goes, I'll be up to 12 title matches in a minute. Actually, I think it's four title matches on the show. Interesting card. Um, let's get right into it. Tetsuya Naito, Manabu Nakanishi, David Finlay, and Jay White. Uh, joint forces to face Katsuyori Shibata, Sho Tanaka, Yohai Kamatsu, and Yuji Nagata. The story of this is Shibata just really can't stand Naito. This is probably the best feud going on in New Japan uh, right now. Naito refuses to go into the ring with, with Shibata at the start. Uh, but when Shibata is in with Finley, he continuously interferes. Um... To the point where Shibata just has enough. He kicks Naito off the apron. They begin fighting on the floor. Naito kind of gets the better of it, though. Uh, then the match becomes like a, just a huge mess. Watching Nakanishi not sell for the young boys was infuriating. In the end, uh, Jay White has Yuji down, but Naito refuses to tag him and come in. And uh, that... Causes uh, White to lose his focus. The guy that winds up hitting him with a backdrop suplex and gets the win. One and a half stars. Outside of the Naito Shibata stuff, it was pretty bad. Um, after the match, Shibata is just tearing into Naito and delivers him yet another ass kicking. This is like the second or third time now that Shibata has just destroyed Naito like post match. And, uh, which really leads me to think that in Kobe, Naito is going to get the victory in that match. Our next match, 
Red Dragons here, and they're here to defend the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship against the team of Jushin, Thunder Liger, and Mascara Dorada. It's not a bad team. Uh, this is a nice new matchup here, something we haven't seen before. Um, although I have to say, I really noticed for the, maybe the first time here how much Liger has slowed down. And it's to be expected, though. I mean, yeah, he's up there in years, but he's still miles better than Nakanishi. Uh, Liger winds up working most of this match. and You know, he's got the heat on him most of the time. Uh, Red Dragon was great in this as usual. And although Dorada didn't get a lot of ring time early, he made up for it after getting the tag and uh, really uh, put in some good work here in the last uh, few minutes of the match. Champs do wind up hitting two-man Smash Brothers on Dorada. After getting stopped on their first try, they do hit Chasing, Dra Chasing the Dragon on the second attempt, and they pin Dorada two stars. Um, this match, I don't know, it just didn't flow very well. Kind of slightly disjointed, in my opinion. I I'm not pointing the figure at anybody. Sometimes teams are, the wrestlers just don't mesh well, and I think that was the problem here. Because all four of the guys worked hard, and I'm not pointing a finger at anyone not working well. Just sometimes, you know, it just doesn't, the chemistry is not there. That's what I felt with this match. Our next match, Steve Anthony, the, the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, is here to defend that title against Tiger Mask. Anthony, accompanied by his manager, Bruce Tharp. Who, uh, Anthony comes out wearing a gladiator garb, right down to that mask worn by Russell Crowe in the film. Tharp is cutting his annoying promos. Um, he does seem to speak Japanese fairly well. Um, I don't, so I'm, I'm guessing that he does, because the crowd seems to understand what he's saying. Uh, but I don't know. Tharp is just so out of the 80s. I mean, he really is. You know, and as someone told me, it's NWA, which is out of the 80s, so it makes sense. And that might be true, but, you know, if NWA ever really wants to regain any of the former glory, they, they, they've got to do a better job of becoming new. Becoming something different, not this throwback to this days gone by stuff. Nobody wants to watch that. As for the match, uh, after a Thorpe distraction, Anthony really starts to work over Tiger Mask. Uh, Tiger Course winds up rallying, he hits a top rope body press to the floor on Anthony, then hits one off the apron on the Tharp for good measure. Uh, there's a couple of near falls of both men, then Tiger gets him in what seemed to be a modified Rings of Saturn. And Steve Anthony taps out. And we have a new champion. Two stars. It was okay. Nothing special. I kind of like Anthony's gimmick. The whole gladiator thing. But he's still a bit green in the ring. Uh, he has potential. But uh, he, he needs some uh, blossoming. So Tiger Mask winning the belt. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I've gone on record of saying... I, I think that maybe it's time for a new Tiger Mask. I just feel this one's never reached the heights that the previous three did. And I also talked to you guys on the very first podcast I did of Strong Style, how I thought there was something coming with Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger. Well, it looks like this is going to happen because Tiger Mask called out Liger after winning the title, looking to give him a, a, a shot 
as of course Liger was the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion uh, earlier in the year. So it looks like that match of so Tiger match versus Juice and Thunder Liger is going to happen a bit later than I thought it would, but uh, it looks like it's, it's coming to fruition quite soon. Our next match, Tamatanga and and uh, Balak Fale Bullet Club, they take on the team of Tanahashi and Matt Sydal, the former Evan Bourne Ring of Honor's Matt Sydal. So you know now it seems that New Japan has gone to copying WWE as Tanahashi comes out with a briefcase to signify the title shot. That's uh. Never mind. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna rant about this. I I don't see. It's unnecessary to have the briefcase. It really is. Um, nice to see Seidel here though. One of my favorite Ring of Honor guys. Very fast-paced beginning. Uh, things do slow down once Fale enters, as you can imagine. Tana is uh Thomas. It's Tanahashi is getting the heat for a while. Uh, but he is able to get Fale up for slam. Fale winds up teasing, uh, hitting Tanahashi with a bad luck fall, but Tanahashi escapes. They wind up hitting Tama with a, sh- uh, they hit Tama Tanga. Wow. Tanahashi and Tama Tanga. I'm getting a little mixed up with their names here. They wind up hitting Tama Tanga with a shooting star, followed by a high fly flow, and uh, Tanahashi gets the victory. Two and a half stars. Better than I expected, but maybe I should have expected more because Tamatanga's looked really good um, as of late. Matt Seidel's great. Tanahashi's Tanahashi. So, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think it'd be a good match, uh, but it was. Uh, after the match, Fade begins attacking anyone near him. Rinku, cameraman, whatever, as he's pissed off. And I guess trying to push the whole out-of-control uh, beast thing for them. Uh, Tanahashi's match with him uh, in the Kobe show. Our next match, Luke Gallo, uh, Doc Gallows, and Carl Machine Gun Anderson teaming up to def- uh, defend their IWGP tag team titles against the team of Ten Koji, which of course is uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima. Um, I've gone on record many times as saying I loved this team, uh, what was it, eight years ago? <laughs> but uh, Tenzan just is not really uh, a good worker anymore. You know, nothing against the man. I loved him when he was younger. But age is uh, a victim. We're all a victim of, of uh, getting older. And Tenzan is <laughs> not immune to that. Uh star of this match was Carl Anderson. I really love this guy. Um, he even does the rapid fire chops on Koj- uh, that Kojima does on Kojima. And then including the Japanese phrase that he yells after. There's even got some cheers from the crowd who usually hate all things Bullet Club. Um, after taking a lot of abuse, Kojima does make the hot tag to the snail like Tenzan. Which means, of course, a lot of Mongolian chops and headbutts. He tries to win the match with his Anaconda Vice, but he's stopped by Carl Anderson. Kojima winds up escaping a magic killer attempt, then counters a gun stun attempt and nails the Koji Cutter instead, uh, but doesn't get the pin, gets a, actually gets a couple in their falls in this rally. 
uh, but can't keep them down for three. Uh, Anderson then winds up catching both members of Tenkoji with gun stuns. Then they hit Magic Killer on Shatoshi Kojima for the win. Two and a half stars, not bad at all, even with Tenzan's tired offense. Still, I'd like to see some new blood in this division. I know I say it all the time, but it's something I always think of. Next match, we got some 10-man tag stuff here. As Yoshihashi teams up with Wapongi Vice, Tom Tomohiro Ishii, and Shinsuke Nakamura, they face the team of Hiroki Goto, Tomiyaki Hanma, Captain New Japan, Alex Shelley, and Ruski Taguchi. Now, no doubt who was winning this match and who was getting pinned. At the start, Goto and Nakamura come face to face, but Taguchi wants to do his fake Nakamura gimmick and keeps trying to get in between the two of them. Goto gets annoyed with this and throws Taguchi to the mat, his own partner. I secretly wish at this point, like all nine men turned on Taguchi and destroyed him once and for all. No such luck. The bell rings and Goto versus Nakamura begins his 10 man tag. They have a short but really good sequence. Uh, then we get some comedy from Rocky Romero. The crowd really gets excited once Hanma gets tagged in. After some entertaining stuff with some of the others, we get back to Goto Nakamura again. Uh, they give us quite a preview to their upcoming match. Uh, after, you know, a bit of a scrum in the ring, we get Captain New Japan in the ring against Ishii. Uh, Cap hits a rock bottom for a two count. But he gets nailed by a Yoshihashi Lariat. Then gets there by a Bomaye, courtesy of Nakamura. And a Brainbuster by Ishii, who gets the victory. Two and a half stars. Not bad, despite the nonsense of Taguchi in here. Okay, our next match. Uh, we have the IWGP heavyweight champ, Kazusuka Okada, teaming up with everyone's favorite clown, Toru Yano. As they team up to face AJ Styles and Cody Hall. How in the hell did Cody Hall get in this match? Not much drama as everyone in attendance knows Hall is doing the job here. And as always, AJ and Akala work really well together. Of course, we get Yano's usual antics, which are amusing. And after some really good action with AJ and Okada. Yano uses his low blow cradle combo to pin Cody as expected. Two and a half stars, again, um, as has been par for the show. A solid match, but nothing special. Um, that's been the theme of this entire show. So, you know, you never get, I mean, really, when do you ever really get a bad match in New Japan? I mean, you know, unless Nakanishi's in it, you're not getting a bad match. Usually they're all, you know, decent matches, but um, I guess maybe because after the G1 and some of the amazing match of the year stuff we saw there, you kind of hold New Japan to a bit of a higher standard, and these matches have just been there. They've been good. Good, but nothing that I would tell you to rush out and watch anytime soon. Now we get to our next title match, which is Kushida versus Kenny Omega. Of course, this is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. It's a rematch from their amazing title match from earlier in the summer. 
Early in this match, Omega hits a springboard moonsault off the steel railing while holding a garbage can, crushing it between the two men. It was a crazy spot which both men sold like hell. Uh, Omega is in control after this uh, for a bit. But Kushida, of course, answers back. This is a very physical match. Uh, Kushida winds up gets his Kimura on center ring. But Omega fights out of it. Hits a powerbomb for a two count. And uh, you know, Kenny is basically fighting with one arm at this point. As he just got it hanging by his side. Of all the damage it took from Kushida. And then we get a very rare ref bump. Doc Gallows interferes, but Shelly, who is ringside, also gets in to try to help. Eventually, Kushida removes him from the ring and goes back after Omega. He looks for a flying Kimura, but Carl Anderson runs in, hits Kushida with the gun stun. Omega hits the one-ringed angel. The referee's back in. One, two, three. Kenny Omega has regained the junior heavyweight title. Three stars, but nowhere close to that earlier match I spoke of. You know, and now that's a little talk about the booking here. I'm not really happy with this result. You know, I know they want to keep Bullet Club hot. And so, you know, Bullet Club has to continue to, you know, win a lot of titles and stuff like that because they want to keep the angle hot. But Kushida is by far the best guy in this division. And plus, Kenny, while very good, is not a regular here. I would have loved to see Kushida face Liger, Tiger Mask, Alex Shelley, you know, before dropping this title. And after the match, they show a very disapproving Matt Sydal in the crowd. Kenny grabs a mic, cuts a nonsensical promo, but in the end says that Matt Sydal is the next to get clean. So, of course, he comes in the ring and do a little stare down. Omega says some more random nonsense and leaves. But it looks like in the next show, we're going to get Sidell versus Omega. Now it's time for our main event of the evening. It's Togi Makabe defending the never openweight title against Kota Ibushi. This was the match I was looking forward to. But not sure it was main event worthy. You know, we'll see. Togi's strategy is pretty simple. Just keep Kota grounded on the mat. Um, Makabe really has owned most of this match. He hits a ridiculous powerbomb, but Ibushi kicks out at two. Kota winds up making a rally on the outside. He lays Makabe on a table and goes up and hits a flying double stomp right on the midsection of Togi. And these are not tables like in America. There's no pressed wood here. These tables are solid and don't break. So, you know, that, that makes this move even a little more serious. Togi comes back from it, although he sold it pretty well for a while. And he goes for the spider superplex, but Ibushi lands on his feet. He then grabs Makabe and connects on the bridging German for an airfall. I was noticing you could see the welts on both men's bodies. I mean, from chops and just blows and everything. Like, uh, Kota had a nasty bruise, um, on his back and, uh, Makabe's chest was lit up with welts. Very brutal. Togi comes back again and he's trying to hit another spider superplex, 
Record is fighting it. So Makabe transitions to a spider dragon superplex. I have never seen that before. Very, very different move. <laughs> kind of a devastating move. Of course, um, Ibuchi lands right on the back of his neck. Makabe follows that up with the King Kong knee drop, and it's all over. Four stars. This was an incredibly hard-hitting match. I think Togi is the right guy to hold this belt for now if you want this to kind of be that kind of hardcore type of championship where it's more brawling than anything, then he's the right guy. He's probably one of the best brawlers in the business right now. Overall, though, this was an average show. Um, Night 2 and Kobe looks like the better card. And, you know, we're going to be back and we're going to review that. Uh, probably this, uh, I'm pretty sure this weekend I'm going to be watching it. Uh, today, so hopefully uh, I'll be done, and I uh, hope to get before Sunday football. I'll get uh, another podcast out discussing that card. But uh, to that point, I want to thank you guys for listening and sticking with us, and bye-bye.